0: This is Power One and Two Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series.
1: we
2: gentlemen, we're back, we're back, we're back. 13 minutes after the hour is 7 o'clock. Um, of course, let's get into, well, let's quickly, let us. Let me give you a quick traffic update and then we get the results of our morning poll. Of course, coming up next hour, uh, we're going to chat with um, some folks out at um, Arthur Lockjaw. All right, so I just thought I'd let you know that. Um, Global School of Business, so that's coming up. In the next hour. Traffic-wise, yeah. Where you think you're going to get traffic, you will get traffic. It's that bad. It's that bad. Except if you're on your solo, you're going to pick up traffic from Chase. But let's get into the results of our morning poll, gentlemen. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got there, Wendell?
3: I've got 17 people saying yes. One person saying no. All right, um a poll this morning was, should there be a limited state of emergency in certain areas to help with the issues of crime, and 17 people said yes, one person said no. So let's let's ask the next potential um, political leader of the PNM and possibly <laughs> prime minister. What does she think? I find her still not with a
0: smile at all. I no. with a smile I', find I with a smile.
3: Mrs. Uh, well, Cichara's my...
4: Cichara's Cichara's in a well, kind of uh, rough way." No, C- Mrs. certainly uh, thinks Said funny. No, no, no. I'm I I don't, I don't think you are misinterpreting my um uh, <clears> my <throat> smile. I try to be pleasant at all times, but if you want to interpret it that way, well you're free to do that. But that's my No, never I didn't interpret
3: that. anything. I just i d I'm just contracting. No, no, all. you
4: said you said I thought it was funny. So you are making a judgment about my what I did, so it is. But you judgment. laughed, didn't you? Yeah, but you are making a Ding, bing, 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 and they're it. off. And let's not continue. Um, we, bing, because bing, we're not bing, bing, starting. Bing, a good... good morning, yeah. Yeah, yes, that's right. I didn't take Mrs. Shara. I didn't take. Hi, my good morning support. to you, Wendell Stevens. I'm didn't... happy to see you. Yeah, I'm I didn't... happy to see you. I... I'm happy to see you, and good morning to your viewers and listeners. And of course, I'm always happy to be on 102 FM. All right. Thank
2: you so much, Mrs. uh, Karen Nunez. Recording
3: in progress. How are you?
4: So I am fine. I'm fine. I'm fine, and in a good spirits as usual. And Mm -hmm. um, try always to be positive, and you know, hopefully that reflects in my whole attitude uh, to life as a general, and in particular during this period. Yes.
3: So, so do
0: you catch on
4: on the poll? I didn't, I wasn't there for the poll, you know, I remember I, I come on out 715, so right. I right. wouldn't have participated in what you had done before that. But you could give an opinion. All right, so our poll, so the, our poll Karen
2: was, uh-huh. should our laws be changed to allow for limited states of emergency in specific areas of the country to deal with crime violence, gang violence?
4: Well, um, I'm going to say first that that's a very dangerous go, um, road to go down because that is anti-democracy. You know that there are countries in the Middle East that over 20 years now, they're under constant state of emergency. And then how do you determine if that is going to be um, effective? Because what it seems to happen when um, I think when the UNCO P- 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 Partnership was in power and they did a sort of a limited in the sense of certain geographical areas. It was not successful because um, the persons who were involved in the activities which you were trying to bring an end to just move their operations. Well, we found that we found that the boots on the ground and all the anaconda and all those things simply have not moved over the years. So is that going to work? Is that the way to deal with a democracy? Is it not better to find a more, um, uh, a, a solution which i know there is a solution and i think the government knows a solution. i certainly have a i could give them a solution i think a lot of people can't and i don't think we need to, res- to resort to that that's my answer
0: the, the law constitutional human knowledge allow for that
4: the law does not allow, what it allows is from my recollection like, i didn't expect to be, to be it's tried on my um, knowledge of the law at this point in time but I, if i recall what happens is that the president is the one that makes the determination And the president is uh, approached by the um, the prime minister to see that certain factors exist, and among them is not only civil unrest. It might be uh, you could have uh, hurricanes. Some factors that require some sort of level of control and over the specific
0: uh, nuance of whether it be a national application or you can, if you can do it in certain areas. So then areas, I, I think I, I well answered
4: well. that by saying to you that that is what um, Under the People's Partnership, and I believe Mr. Colin Mimbert was one of the ones who took it to task for that. He said, why are you choosing um, certain places to have these same measures and others not? All you're doing is allowing the drugs. He said it, and it's, it's on the hand side. He said it, that then all you're merely uh, accommodating is for them to move their operations. And now you are actually freeing up certain areas because those areas will not be, um, the resources of the police defense are limited. And therefore, you're concentrated in certain areas. And the areas in which you're not concentrated, there's where all what you're trying to avoid is going to happen. So it, no, it was no, said it didn't work.
1: No, no Mrs. Sarah, you, work.
3: you said a short while ago you had the solution what what would you have done differently to what is being done? well
4: what, what i've always said i mean and of course this is why i always have to be very careful um we always have to look at the cause, and it's interesting you're asking me that if i may just see this i did i started doing a needs assessment in terms of hearing from the people from different parts of the country what were their major issues and i can assure you in all the rural communities every single one of them said crime is not their problem unemployment economics that's their problem. They say when they leave their communities, that's when they become afraid. But apart from the stealing here and there, there's no violent crime, there's no murder, and it's shown out in the statistics. It's not just them giving anecdotal, But I, and they did surprise me. So what I could conclude, and this is where the empirical study needs to be done first before we start going to solutions. First thing you have to determine is um, what, what is equal and where is it coming from? So when you see that in all the rural communities, and we can include Tobago among them, that we do not have um, violent crime, murders, and if we do have them, it's, uh, it is not under the norm and it's often com- um, committed by by persons not from Tobago. And when you go to places like Guayakawari, which is where one of the areas I had looked at in point they've all said to me, we really don't have, we are boys, young men, who smoke in marijuana and can't get a job because they can't pass the, um, the test, the drug test. And they, and they have a mismatch in terms of their qualification. But to say that we have crime here, it's rarely we read about it, about the North, what's going on in the urban communities. So what I think we need to do, if you want to solve a problem, you have to first um, determine where the problem is and then apply a, a solution. So if, if it is from based on what you see in the papers and also what I have heard from people in rural communities and what the data shows are uh, not anything scientific on my part, but Sydney government has the capacity to do that. Then if they're determined that it is a, not a rural problem, but it's an urban problem, then you have to decide what it is about urban poverty that causes there to be crime. Then you look to the cause. And we know that we have a big problem with the drug trade. We have a big problem with money laundering. That's why they talk about, de- I know you know they talk about de- um, de- You know a lot of the big um, correspondent banks actually, they will not do business with some of our so-called private members clubs in 2014, 2015, was reported by the central bank. So the answer simply is that we have to um, recognize where the crime is and what is causing it. And it's the drugs, it's the money laundering, and it feeds and it feeds and it feeds. Because those communities, by the way, had single parents, I spoke to them, a lot of them were unemployed, a lot of them waited for URP jobs, and, and so all the things that the government has said is it causes the crime. It has not, it's not, it's not making sense. It doesn't make oh, sense. How obvious
0: it was money laundering when you were minister of finance?
4: I think it, it was, that is why, well, you see now, remember, I came in in 2010. Um, of course, i didn't forget, 27 to 2010. So obviously the prime minister, in my respectful opinion, had been dealing with that. And he had a had a strategy and the strategy which i think members of the cabinet may have made sure that others outside of the cabinet knew what the strategy was because one of the things he said to me personally was that you know there's feet on the fo- um, um um feet on the ground or boots on the ground and on the continent and that they just move the operation we see looks up now he should go on us and other areas so and you see in fact the agency housing uh, uh, we create hot spots for crime um, that's a reality, whether we like it or not. It is a reality. We can't go against facts. So what he was doing, and what I agree, what I was supportive of, was that it was a multi-pronged approach dealing with the gambling. The gambling is you don't have you just read the paper, Not the papers. Internationally, it's recognized as a source of money laundering. So this idea of having a commission when we have so much corruption in the country, you're creating another layer of corruption. So he was dealing with the gambling to close it down. And it's for the good of the country. I, I agreed with it. FIU, I don't think we should have anybody ahead of the FIU who's from Trinidad or the Caribbean because I think they can be um, impacted in a negative way and not be able to do their job. We also had the revenue authority, which is not what it is now. It was far more effective than it is now. We also had the sort. We also had the helicopters, which we know when an uh, incident happened, they said they didn't even have one helicopter working because they didn't have the money to do it. All the OPVs were sitting down, all of them out of repair and not being working. They had a Bloomberg, I could go on and on. So what I'm saying is, and even our colleague in when we were in opposition, and I went to the Hansard Report and he was criticizing um, the then um, political leader, he said to her, but everybody knows that the drugs are coming in through the Southwest Peninsula. And that when they drop off the drugs, is drugs for guns. Our former Martin Joseph, I got an education on that, and he went into detail as the cause. So, let's not pretend we don't know about the cause. Is. If you want to say you don't know about the cause is, well, you can't solve a problem if you don't want to deal with the cause. So, if you want to keep on giving off instead of augmenting, I, I ahead. I,
0: I, I think it's, they have identified the very same issues that you've identified there. Okay. The illegal guns, the illegal drug trade, the money laundering, mm. the white collar crime, the... Mm. the uh, unaccounted for financing of so called some so-called big businesses. So it's not that I have not heard these issues mm-hmm. identified before. What what the, the the question is is to how effective over the last ten to fifteen years, quite frankly, the approaches to dealing with them have been on a consistent, sustainable basis. Uh,
4: clearly not, and then you have to ask yourself why. So what I would say in answer to your question, I can certainly say um, with a great deal of, um, because of what we were doing and what we had passed, we had gone to the TTRE and passed it in the lower House. We had um, actually dealt with the, when, when there was pushback at a policy formulation committee meeting of which the Prime Minister was the head, and when there was pushback against the sunset clause, myself and other ministers said, no, we're not going to allow that. So to answer your question, um, what it needs is implementation, which has been the problem with, governments. They pass a whole suite of laws. We have the procurement. We have so many examples of laws sitting on anything, so they probably could tell FATIF and see FATIF we pass the laws. But the major criticism of this government, by even the EU, and also by FATIF and by IMF, and all of them, is lack of implementation. So to answer your question, I know they know the question, they know the answer. It's not parental lack of parents. That's so insulting to so many families, um, and, and it's so insidiously insulting when it's not true, but there's a reason they say that, because they don't want to take responsibility. So to answer your question, it's not that they don't know. Everybody, granny on the the corner knows, we all know, but granny on the corner will tell you that they they have a a block, but the police pass in it. It's everybody's involved in corruption. So what do you do? You gotta take a, you you can't keep using a SWAT to kill, to deal with the situation. And no one up to now is willing to do that. And they must know why. How is the campaign going for leadership of the P? <laughs> All right that's a nice question. Um, I am you know you know I will say that from our perspective we have a very good and very tight, very competent, very capable um, committed team and I think that um, we have been able to um, manage and to bring issues to the public domain um, which are important. Um, in terms especially the internal um, elections and the, the structure of it and I, I've had to do a, even though I'm not my lawyer the matter and I really don't want to take on that role because I am not I am going up as a, uh, for the leadership and you should really let your lawyers deal with that but um, to answer your question I think we're doing I'm, I'm, I am pleased with how we're going and of course we will find out at the end of the day because as many people say is there is there not a silent majority we'll find out Is is it that that, that the campaign
3: has been put on hold pending your legal challenge?
4: I don't look at it that way. I think it's part of the campaign because I would look at it as we want and have always wanted the best for the PNM. And what we have said is that there are issues within the party that have affected the party's ability to operate with the transparency and accountability that when our founding father, Eric Williams. In fact, I went back to look at Article 2 and it's and giving some of the um, objectives of the party. And one of them that hit me um, was in Article 2 was promotion of maintenance of a democratic way of life then also preservation of the national independence of people trying to be good. So I see us as trying to do what I think the party should want and for us to be proud of that, to be proud of the end of the day, that we're not sitting on them. well, not on our side and you're know, getting into bacchanalia and name calling, where does that get you? We go into the courts, let the courts decide. And if we are wrong, we are wrong. If we are right, we are right. And that's how we... Just for the purposes
3: of clarity do, who is our side? Because (laughs) I I know you are contesting leadership. (laughs) I think Mr. Butcher is is also part of your team contesting
4: chairmanship. Is there anyone else? It's three of us. um, We think critical posts. um, You know, at the end of the day, um, as you may have heard, I've said it so many times, I did not, I had no intention of of doing this because I didn't, um, I was trying to do what I could by writing, by playing on shoes like yours. I've been on shoes before this and given my views on what I believe um, may not be right. I'm hoping that if I say it, that people would be um, mature enough or independent of civil well, or even though we don't like the messenger, maybe they have a good message. So my team um, is a small team, but it's a critical team, one. For the leadership one for the um chairmanship and for the election officer i think those are critical positions whereas we may want to go for welfare officer and education officer and all those other things but we um in the interest of the time constraints which we did have and trying to be strategic which i think we are being we have um limited our um call to duty who's to the do candidate
3: for election that? officer
4: um victor brew um victor um, bishop um, victor we, um Okay. And he is a wealth of information on election nearing. I mean, you could call him and I don't think there's anything he can't give you an answer to. In fact, well, that, a That's a good segue on.
0: to my question. Just just outline for us, because I, I read it in the papers, yeah. your process in identifying what you describe as the gaps in the election process in the internal election right. so far. I know the newspapers New have reported that you wanted the voters list. You wanted the contacts for the those registered electors. Outline for us the... the issues that you have identified or encountered and how you've encountered them along the process toward the election day?
4: Okay, so, you know, I've always said that um, that rule, which is why I said maybe a press conference with the lawyers would be better served because I think that's how most parties do it. Unfortunately or I happen to be a lawyer, so I find myself happy to answer those questions. So, to to the question, um, when I looked more closely at the um, electoral process, into the electoral process, and then I also look back at what the chairman had to say. I think on, in a meeting at the um, at Queen's Hall. I think he held this on August the 16th. He said we are going to try to mirror as close as possible how the EBC does its business, so that some of the things are uh, contrary and inconsistent with that, and raises questions as to why. Why have three, in effect, stretch out the election process to nine days, 26th, 27th and the 4th? Why that gap? I mean, if there's an explanation that they can give us, which we have not gotten, all it seems to me um, is to bring an opportunity for um, for mischief. The America just did a midterm election and they did it in one day. If they say they want to mirror what the EBC does, then they do it in one day too. So why are you doing it over three days and then telling me that you himself to himself, you're talking about an independent body, but this so-called independent body, who are you fooling? Independent body are the very same people who are vying for the positions because they are the members of the central executive and they're the ones sitting on the general council. So am I going to, but it's not for me to decide, it's for the court. And that's what I like about Trinidad and Tobago. We have respect for the democratic um, processes. So that's one of the concerns that you could say that you, said in that meeting you wanted to mirror the EBC. So, well, number one, that clearly doesn't mirror the EBC. Number two, when the EBC, um, we have elections, only the EBC has the the contact numbers and the email addresses of the persons who qualify to vote. If you have it as a a party, it's through your own efforts, but the EBC certainly does not give it to anyone. So if you want to mirror the EBC, how can it be right that you do have Balizé House and by extension, if you want to protect, you know, let's let's be real. Uh, it must mean that those who are going up um, for the very same positions would have access at very least to that information. Why do I say that? Because when I looked at the form and I said, it's in our application, there are asterisks. And the asterisks appear for e- email address, cell number. You must give them that. You must give them that. They don't. It's, it's a required mandatory thing. So if you have that, when you send me the preliminary list and you're talking about accountability and transparency and fairness, which you hope to transition international governance and continue to do so, why didn't you give me that? Why didn't you keep your word when you said that I would get the preliminary um, list That is, or the party or anybody who was, uh, um, you know, for the preliminary list that it would be given out by, I think... Um, I don't want to get it wrong, but I said February 10. Um, it was not. When you said that you would well, the polling cars, I mean, that was, I'm not going to make a big quibble about that. But then, of course, you didn't. You said October the 24th. That didn't happen. Then you said that we would get the updated list, which is important, which is the list now that you have, Balize House instead himself, himself, would then decide what makes up the final list. We don't know who it is. We don't, but and yet you promised it on October the 23rd, be about two weeks before the election. So, and another very critical thing is this if you say you want to mirror the EBC or any other country that does an election where you don't want it to be questioned as to its transparency and accountability, telling me a police is going to take the boxes to a designated place and I'm going to feel um, comforted by that. No, I'm not going to be comforted by that because if you take it there, and a rep, every representative of the office that is being considered is there. And you immediately open those boxes, vote, um, count the votes for the thing, give a receipt to all the parties, have a main list where you um, record it, and let us sign it. You can lock up the boxes and put it anywhere you want after that. Because I know I know what that box, um, the tally was. I know that you recorded it, but you're not doing that and how could I and then you tell me I'm I must trust you I must trust you when it's himself himself and you want to be like the EBC well I don't know that the EBC does his business like that I think is it
2: is it it,
5: like you know Karen is it that the process morning by the way is it that the process is it that the process has changed over the years and and all of these things are new or is it that this has always been done as part of the PNM election process?
3: I was well, actually want, going want, to respond to that, you know, Richard. I was to You want to
4: answer for to me? Okay, that. you answer for me then. Um, but, uh, no, I, I'm not. You answer answering me for me because I'm not, no, because I think our question was directed to me. But if you think you no, should but, answer, you see, to me, before Richard
3: have, came in, I was going to respond to some of the comments you made, and Richard, Thank Richard, you. really and truly directed um, to me to that particular issue in that the, okay. in in terms of the process because. Balize House has been the only one conducting the elections of a party over the years. So when you make the comment himself to himself, both you and I know that it's Balize House who conducts the the, 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 the secretariat at Balize House who conducts the elections, the former subcommittee, which in this case is the election um, supervisory committee. So I don't know that anything there has changed. The the only thing that has changed, and I'm a member of General Council and a member of Central X is the issue of giving the, the party members a better chance at voting in this election than they've had before. Prior to that, it was only at the convention that people voted, and a convention can only accommodate so many people, so that a convention was between ten and 12,000 people every year, every time they had a convention. This time they decided, with a with a with a with a, with a, with a, a membership of over hundred thousand, that you'd give members a, a better chance at participating. Which is why the two days, November twenty sixth and 27, was chosen so that people can use their ballot papers and go in person and vote. That's all it was. So, okay, so
4: Wanda, so Wanda hmm. Stevens, I don't know if you have transformed from being an interviewer. To being a um a member a person who is being interviewed because i do consider that what you just said only reinforces the uh the concerns that i have that you feel you need to take that position i am not questioning you know, oh my lord wendell if you want to um if you want to well, ask you know, a question and answer question, to to the you question, don't need please. me to be on, if you, on issue because yeah. you're getting. A well, you know, I will stay quiet from now. I know I, I, not to stay quiet from now, but you're getting. Mrs. Tishara Mrs. Tishara, can, um, can you? You're
0: let's not, move to, you, you answer the question. Yes, yeah, so please. You know,
4: you know. I mean, this is this is not. You know, Wendell, you need to be a little bit more. What should I say? i don't know but i don't know let's move issuing. on the process and let's move back. Yeah. To okay so let's number on. one it doesn't be, mean that you've done something one way all the time we had an independence constitution i um, mean you know, have a republican constitution we have changed the public um our administration or law, public laws in tech we have passed so many laws nothing is static what is the difference this time is that i suppose i would be looked at as sort of someone who's not on the on uh, part of the central executive or part of the general council so that no one would have raised an issue before because it would not have been an issue before. I am just saying that your chairman on August 10th made statements that he wanted to mirror the EBC and to have this sort of independence and, and so on. So all I am saying to you is that, it. And, at the end of the day, man, um, with all due respect to you, I mean, this is one of the things that I find unfortunate. We have a court and the court is going to decide. I'm not fighting anybody. I am just saying that from looking in from me, who is not um, a part of the general counsel or the central executive or an MP or a cabinet minister, where there is definitely for those major positions, one and the same, all I'm saying is it is highly unusual not uh, with all your. And by the way, even though they're 100,000 members, the records show, on average, about nine only nine thousand people vote. Because I have a good election officer, and we have said that even if it goes beyond the nine normal nine thousand and something, and we add it to fifty percent, it's thirteen thousand. We have a population of 1.4. Yes, most of them are not going to vote because they're not of voting age. But if the rationale is to allow more people to vote then EBC better have 10 days of voting if that's how you're going to rationalize it. From my perspective, however, and you just have, have to respect that. I mean, you know, you don't have to, in my view, take on such a defensive posture. What I would just say, from my perspective, it does not seem, you've never done it that way. The Article 181 of the Constitution talks about an election day. And my understanding of the, um, God, I don't know why people feel to call me when I'm on the phone yeah sorry um am my understanding of the article 181 of the constitution there's an election day. now we know and that's because i am a lawyer as which it is um it's clear literal rule it means what it says but not only that that has always been the tradition of the pnm from get go to do one day so unless there's been a huge number of, of um, potential voters that has never been the case for, since 1956 It seems to me the rationale to give three days when the EBC does it in one day and they have hundreds of thousands of voters, it doesn't stand up to scrutiny. And more importantly, even if you want to do the three days, which even if we agree that you can do three days, my Lord, I mean, it's just, yeah, even if you want to do the three days, all we are saying is that when you do as you want to do with the EBC, when you reach a designated spot, let us count the votes there and then. Let's tally them up. Let's give everybody who's whatever position you are you are vying for, give you the results, give you a receipt, have a main form, in which you would tally it, so that wherever you put that box and lock it up and tie it up, we know it can't come back heavier or lighter. And the PNM will be happy because the PNM will say, you know what, we are a party that stands for law and order, and for transparency and accountability and this is a challenge we have not had before for whatever reason but we are going to the court and the court will decide and that's Two how we're going to do it. Really 2 quick points 2 quick points I 41
0: hours already. I to, going to say, well, I I say this one uh, last thing. You just really need to you really need to um 2 quick point versus 2 quick points. You just you just said that We had an independence constitution, and now we're working the a constitution. To follow that logic, the PNM can change its process once it's done in an open manner. So there's nothing wrong with changing the the way they've approached elections before in your own words. So that shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, but this is the issue. No, this is the issue. Let me just finish. Let me just finish. Sorry, go ahead. Once the issue is done in a democratic way, a transparent way, I do think there should be an issue.
4: And wait, and in accordance with the Constitution. And that's and in what we say. the Constitution. Right, because you just said, and, and, and many people, if they want to bring an act. So for example, we've had four recent instances in which the current administration has lost its matters. for One, two, going for judicial review, and two, losing. And it's all been on procedural unfairness, which, in you know, a way, answers Richard's question. Um, we're talking about, you know, many cases are lo- lost and won on procedural unfairness. When people believe breach of natural justice, inequity, and unfairness. We saw that with the instance with the Board of Inland Revenue um, applicant. We saw that with Sajiku and um, Maritime. We saw that with um Jawallo Rambaran. So the process is, is as important. So, and, the in as the and the Constitution, the Constitution says at 181 that there shall be an election day. The Constitution sets out the powers of the general counsel, the central executive, and the constitution sets out how any amendment to the constitution must be done. And it says it must be done at an annual convention. So the last constitutional change where we remove from the con- the constituency voting, in which I agree with the one man, one vote, it was done in that way a resolution was passed by um, the North constituency, and at the annual convention, there was an opportunity for the rank and file of the party at the annual convention in accordance with the constitution to determine whether they want to make that constitution. So all I am saying is, I don't know why this, uh, all we are saying is that an election day means literally election day, if you wish, to give it another meaning and extend it beyond how it has been interpreted and practiced over since 1956 to date and you want to now in effect make it um three days and you whatever your rationalization i'm not against it all i'm saying is that the constitution sets out how it is to be done and the constitution says it is not the rule of the central executive in fact the central, the central the general counsel is uh, the central executive is responsible to to the central executive and the central executive does not have the power to amend the constitution it is the annual convention and that's all we are saying if you want to make substantive changes which impact in our view on the transparency and accountability of how things are done then do it in accordance with the constitution as always saying i mean i don't know what is the why people are getting so um, you know, worked up about it and saying all kind of things. it just says to me, let me just say, that all I am trying to do and what our slave is trying to do is to be good PNM members. Because good PNM members do not have a fight and get on as if they're fighting each other. I'm not fighting anybody. All I'm Why, trying to a
0: question that I saw online recently. Uh, that mm-hmm. was I don't. I don't but, read it,
4: but anyhow.
0: Go ahead. I'm just. You know, I kind like, of try to gather information from all over. Yes, of
4: course. Uh, yes. To
0: be a conduit for people's perspectives and the and yes. their concerns. Yes. Is yes. if if there were concerns about parts of the process, including the the ballot box moving mm-hmm. and having that check and balance, as you described it, with all parties present and a voucher being. Uh, Delivered to you at that point, so you you actually have a witness there and says, "Yeah,
4: 300
0: votes went to Doctor Rowley, yeah, yeah. 300 votes went to Mrs. Nunez mm-hmm. to share, 300 votes went went to X, and you all sign off on that." So even if the boxes moved at that point, <laughs> there's consensus that this was the result. That's a check yes. and balance, right? right. Why mm-hmm. are you only raising these issues now when it has but, been done that way all the time?
4: Okay, so the and I I, I try to I think I tried to answer, and I guess it's always about life, huh? My um, son like a strange example to, but immediately comes to mind with uh, Ramesh Miraj when he was filed for the attempt of court that had never happened before but he went all the way to the council and he made a change Oftentimes, changes happen because an issue is raised now I had not uh, I was approached to be part of to put in my hat in the um, contest for the political leader and once I did that i believe in transparency and accountability and i've had concerns when people have asked um why was i not actively involved in the pna i mean they really wouldn't want me to answer that uh, because i feel it's a betrayal but i can assure you i was very very i was inside them you must remember but the question the question comes so, in so i'm so I'm, I'm so the answer to your question is that once i had once it was no longer the person who had no reason to challenge it because it worked for them in my view um, once someone came who was not part of the, um, you know, this the structure that already existed. And in a way, although PNM was coming from, in a way, you could say from an outside view, then I was looking isn't at... Is it that your wrong.
0: involvement now brought these issues more clearly to life? Is that
4: it? Yes, because I would, to just answer that, um, and the reason why it did is because when i started looking at it more carefully myself being a lawyer i i, I actually said you know let me write let me get in touch with the the supervisory committee and get some clarity because i myself wasn't that clear before because as you know i didn't i only recently got it so i did it by an open letter because i wasn't sure if i would have gotten an answer or answer in time and i got an answer and it was in the papers and so that started off uh, this whole thing and the whole thing about it is this. I don't see why people are uh, uh, against it. They should, in fact, the PNM should be proud. PNM should be proud that we do not settle our matters by attacking each other, getting into bacchanalia, but rather we say, let us, if something it does not seem right, if the constitutional arrangements are being infringed and that they need to be addressed. It is good not only for the PNN party, for any political party, because all political parties at the end of the day want to form the government. And one of the things you want to be sure about is that when they do that, as best as you can, is that they stand for transparency and accountability and are willing to be allow the courts to, to, um, to rule. I don't know what the court is going to rule, but I do know that is the proper process rather no than fighting it out <laughs> i don't want
5: to fight so it you have out. no problem if the court rules against um against your interpretation I, about I, things. I
4: don't know i don't know if the word i would use is i don't have no i have no problem that don't and that wouldn't be how i would phrase it but you phrase it that way i would say that i look forward to the courts ruling because it will be good for not only for the PN party but i think for all of the parties in trinidad and maybe within the region because it would set a precedent so whatever the court determines and says, yes, this one day to is unconstitutional because it didn't go through the annual convention as you did with the one day. Because when we did, when we moved to one man, one vote, it certainly was done by the annual convention. That is certainly how it was done. And I know that is how it is done. And that's what the constitution says it should be done. So if the, if the court agrees that an election day means that, and at very least the an interpretation of it given the practice of the pnm to do it that way and the statement of the chairman in a meeting on August 10th to say they want to mirror the ebc in the way they do business then all we want to do is for the court to rule on it and we will then we'll all be clear and i want the clarity that's what i want i'm not fighting anybody i mean if people want to make it into a fight and well i can't have that but How what i want to want do to
0: some because they've been it's turned into some sort of a <laughs> mudslinging i would use the term exactly. in some instances uh how do you respond to those who suggest that well it's an internal election it's not the time for all this turmoil and karen just quote unquote bringing all, which is some of the narrative being put
4: out there well number one any mudslinging has certainly not been on our part and you and you know that um paul and even those um others I, we have never ever Gotten personal and use any pejorative terms to anyone, and we won't do that because we don't think it's about that. And you know, people do not like change for all kinds of reasons. They like the status quo. I mean, that is human nature. In fact, um, that's the for, and for all reasons we would like to leave things as they are. There's so many examples when changes come that people have have been against it, and all um, they're saying is trying to find I don't know reasons that really do not stand up in my view, to uh, any legal, um, you know, if you want to use any sort of legal argument or any gravitas. And all we are saying is we're not about that. And we hope that the PNM wants to say that they are not about that. So we hope that the days of hearing these words and things, which really mean nothing to me, I can genuinely say that, I've been through much with this, just um, I, I won't give it oxygen, as I've said on another platform. But we will move forward. I am a very focused person. I'm very directed. And I'm very much interested in the welfare of the party and the energy Our going into um, national governance and to be able to proudly say that we didn't sit down and mudsling, We didn't go into bacchanalia. But we went through the court system because that's what a democracy is about. That's why you have the three arms of government. And we respected that. And whatever the court decides, we will respect it. And that's I hope, is the answer that we should want. Do
0: you think this <laughs> process you that you've initiated strengthens the party or, in some people's estimations, weakens the party at this time?
4: Well, you see, um, if you say at this time, at this time, as I said to you, I, had, I, I have kept out of the active part of the party's machinery for good reasons, and they know why. You have to remember, I was there in 2000 and 2010. I know some of the players. I know things that I wouldn't want to see because I don't think you want to air your duty line in public. But I know I couldn't be part of it. I was offered, and I've said it many times, and no one has, has ever said I'm not speaking the truth. I was offered a senatorship and I turned it down. I said, I can't be part of this party. I also said, I was concerned about where they were getting their financing from. I said, once. Um, Somebody finances you to the extent which I believe they get financing, they want a return on investment. And the return on investment, unfortunately, will oftentimes not be in the interest of the body politic, but in the interest of a few people. Is that what you want um, as a government? Then you go in private practice, you go in. uh, If you want to run the country, you run it for all its people. So I said for myself, the way that I knew what, what I saw was going on, and how would I say, I was not putting my name in there. I was not, and also to a scene, and this is a fact, certainly it died down after a while. But one of the things that it seemed to you needed to do is speak Mr. Manning. And I I was not going to be part of that because I think he did a lot of good for the country. And as a candidate, by the way, since we are speaking openly, when I was going up as a candidate, um, my own constituency told me they didn't want um, Patrick Manning. They wanted Rowley, they told me. And my own office manager, who betrayed me, and I trusted him so much. Um, and two or three days after the election, jumped on a UNC platform with Jack Warner. So when you see, and I could say so much more, so when you see all those machinations and all of that, all of those machinations and more that I can, I won't say, but I do know because I, but I was do But you're know. jumping back in now. Well, because you know why I'm jumping back in? Number one, I was approached. Number two, it is not true to say I have stayed quiet. I think if you read, I have written an article on cultural tourism, and I see they call it Ministry of Tourism and Culture. I've written an article on trying to do International Financial Center. I've written an article on agro and agro-industry and told them to study the um, um, Dutch model. I've actually done some more research on flooding and agro because Holland is two-thirds under the water level. So it is not to say I have gone on a lot of shows. I've been on shows like this. In the last few years, I've spoken out. And if we are not prepared to get criticism and and criticism not based on anger or vexation, but criticism based on facts, then we want the emperor with no clothes. And we know where we're going to be going down. We're going down a road where we'll be eroding our democratic principles. So to answer your question, so many, 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 many people from all walks of life have said to me, Karen, no matter what the outcome is, we we are so happy that you're doing this because we don't know where this country is going. When a prime minister and his and his, because um, Mr. Manning would not have allowed it. So when you could have a prime minister telling people, what wrong with people getting rich? What wrong with people getting rich? What are you doing on your road at o'clock at night? What are do you, you doing? You're doing eight o'clock at night? Why? And and and, 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 and ride a bicycle, and and, and and use a cold bar, and all that kind of. This day is like you know what, uh, Mary Louise, you know, Antoinette. Remember
0: well, the, uh, fair, the French Revolution? The Prime is not the one who said, ride a bicycle and use a quote. No,
4: but I am saying to you, he is the leader. And anytime right. you want to attack a leader, you do attack a movement, you do not go after the followers. You kill you call Martin Luther King is who they killed. They've tried many times to kill Castro, whether you like Castro or not. When you want to go after a movement, you do not go after its followers you go after its leader because the effect of going after the leader is to bring the movement more or less to a stop. And what I am saying, certainly when Patrick Manning was the prime minister, he he never spoke like that. And I don't think any of us would dare to have spoken in the way that some of these ministers are speaking because I am quite confident that he would have called them into his office, either given them in his, in his very way that he has, you know, he is not a robber rouser. But I think he would have read them the right act. Are, sure, are you sure, pretend,
0: Dr. You hasn't read some of those people the right act? Well, well then, then, then he, and he is, made then a public he, statement and said that some of them had quote-unquote microphone problems. So he he tongue-in-cheek chastised I, I, them.
4: He, yes. So therefore, the fact that they felt that they could do it in the first instance, well, I think he did start off some of it by some of the comments he made about, uh, I don't tell you which woman was not having a bed. Domestic violence, I don't want to tell you, it's not having a bed. And how to handle a woman? Do like a golf course. I mean, I could give you hundreds of examples of the examples that he has shown as a leader. So they take their thing from the cue from the leader. And the very fact that his for his um, members could feel free to use the language they have says he's, something is wrong with his leadership. Because I could tell you when Patrick Manning was there, I could recall an incident, just to let you know, but I won't call who the person was, but he was a senator and he came down into the house. And he wanted to deal with somebody on the other side, and he was very angry because whatever it was. And I was sitting there because I was like, there's a space between myself and the prime minister and the AG and whatever, and the person who came down with saying And I heard Mr. Manning with my own say, So and so, I don't want you going down that road, you know, don't go down any road here, just start going and get personal. And the person, as angry as they were, did what they were told. So if they continue to do that, either he kind of has no control over his 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 um his um, uh, his um cabinet ministers, which means he should not be the leader, or he has set a bad example. And any way you take it, that's not good. What
5: what is as we close? What is it, Richard? Mm-hmm. No, I was just wanted to get back to the issue of financing because you brought yeah, yeah. it up, and yeah. and that issue of financing has been a long discussion. That yeah. predates this current administration. Absolutely. And, and each party that has uh, aspired for power in Trinidad Tobago has talked about campaign finance reform <laughs> and, and those issues. They talk about it while they're in opposition or the while they're <laughs> on the platform, but nobody does anything about it when they actually have the reins of power. So the status quo continues with regard to financing and the, the obscureness of it and what's going on behind the scenes. Wouldn't
4: that have happened under Patrick Manning too? And in in terms of yes, yes terms that, of that kind of that, financing. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, yes, and um, I certainly have not tried to. I am not Patrick Manning. I knew what Patrick Manning was doing in terms of dealing with the underbelly of the crime. And David Abdullah, I've spoken with him about crime financing, and I absolutely agree with him. And I am a, I, I, I am not I I've said to anyone, don't. I'm not going to say anything that i will not not willing to do. And I am willing to deal with that because we cannot continue like that. In fact, just for your, um, for the information of your public, when they came to me, I said to them in all no uncertain terms, and which is why I didn't join the party, because I got a meeting with someone in the party at Hyatt who said to me, Karen, why are you not coming in? I said, because I don't like where you're getting your money from. And I love my country more and you're we, and going to have to pay a price that I don't think that is fair to our country because they are not looking after the interests of the country. They are looking at interests of their interests, which is not the interest of the country. Because one of the major problems in many countries all over the world, including ours, is, it, is the poverty, inequality, inequality, right? So to answer your question, when I was approached, I told them in no uncertain terms, do not ask me to go up if you're going to get financing from certain sources. I said, if you do that, all my credibility is shot. I, and don't do it behind back door. Don't do it behind my back. Because the day I find out that you are getting financing from sources that I the reason why I did not want to be part of this current government and be part of it with this fifty million dollar Belize the housing the building, which I would like to know where they get any money from, I said to them, I, I will. If you are going to do that, I am stepping out one time because I am not going to compromise that. So if you want to understand who I am, when they came to me, I made it very clear, and I've put that position. And one of the things I will do is deal with the procurement legislation, which they seem to have for the last seven years not be able to deal with. Because you know what? The old players, and if you don't understand it, I understand, because I was in government, and I was in cabinet, and I understand some of these players. What they do is um, they get pressure from CTAF, FATF, and cfatf And IMF and all of these organizations who say you need to pass the laws. So, what they do is they pass the laws, put them up to thing, because they have said, what is the, how many people have been charged for money laundering? Not those little two by two people. The cocaine transshipment. Anytime you have gotten cocaine transshipment, the a poor Spanish man who had to captain, who would have been subject to international laws, who had to report it. How many times have they done any, the guns? The gun, and then you come in and tell, insulting people's intelligence and tell them all parents. I mean, sorry. So to answer your question, I'm not going to be one of those. I'm telling you I'm not. I, I was in Patrick Manning's government and what I could have done and what I was given to do, I did it. Every single, with the FIU, just for your information, when it came to the FIU, they brought in the Washington, people from Washington. And I told them that I know who is interested in that FIU position, which I won't say because I don't want you to come after me, but I have a good idea. I said, I do not want anybody from Trinidad or anybody from the Caribbean because they will be open to either the carrot or the stick. We need someone who has a proven track record dealing with the FIU to head it up. So if you're asking me if I will implement, when I was there, CL Financial, everybody forgets, they talk about um, CID, but why don't they talk about the fact that we had a global financial crisis? And whilst all countries all over the world were gripped in uh, a thing where they companies were actually collapsing their students collapsed in one weekend because of lack of confidence why don't they ever say that when currency share was the minister of finance um the republic bank 51 percent owned by cl financial the annuities and all the things angus Roy, why don't they say that there was not one run in this country why don't they say that we maintain stability?
0: Yeah, well,
4: you know, we, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry I answered in such a long winded way. But sometimes when you give me the opportunity to answer, I'm going to answer. Well, and, well we
0: well, we and we have to yeah. give you the opportunity everyone. And you yeah. have, you
4: have. <laughs> you still, you have, <laughs> so, and I thank you. So, so thank and you I so just well. want to say to Wendell who has disappeared, that he what I want him to know. I'm right I here, Mr. Shera, I'm this. right here. I just want to say one thing.
3: I wanna <laughs> end it. Boss, this.
4: Please don't make it. Aggressive. No, no, I can't take the aggressive. No, it's not aggressive. December yeah, 5th, Mrs.
3: Karen nunes is declared yeah. winner of the leadership mm-hmm. of the PNM. Yeah. How are you How are you going to treat with these same people who you said shouldn't be in the politics and shouldn't be in the party? Well, well, oh, well, wait, well, wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Mm-hmm. How are you going to treat with the, the same Balize House that you have a problem with with the financing? How are you going to treat with those things? How are you going to treat with Dr. Keith Rowley? He will also be a sitting MP for Diego Martin West. How are you going to treat with these matters
4: from December 5th? With the way that I have treated with the CL financial issue, that was a great crisis. And I can assure you there was a lot of pushback on that. The way that I've treated with everything else, I am a part of the PNM. And I think that um, as a member of the PNM, I would like to hope that I won't have to have a fight. I would like to hope that um, as the leader, they will say, well, now you're the leader. We respect your leadership position. And we are going to work with you because I certainly intend to work with everybody. So, if it is that you're asking me that question, it's a matter of great concern to me that you would ask me that because it seems to me that you anticipate... Well, it's a matter of great
3: concern that you would have said some of the things you said this morning. So that's why the question is only
4: natural. Okay. Well, the, the, you see, that's the thing that people don't like. We like to go around with the emperor with no clothes and we like to... We are good we are good members when we shut up and we allow things to continue. That's how we I continue. never said then, that you should no, shut no, up. Oh, my God. i wonder, you know... I don't know what your role is, you know, but your role looks as though it's as I'm you, asking uh,
3: questions, you, Mrs. Cisher. Just I like Paul asked right. just like Richard asked, no, you just no, seem to have answering. a problem. You just seem to have a problem with me asking you. I don't know why.
4: Okay. I okay. have okay. tremendous when respect for you, uh, uh, which is why which is why <laughs> I stepped away from the interview. Because of the respect uh, I had for you. I know you do have a respect for me and right. I like you very, very much. And we've always had a good relationship. But Maybe I'm wrong, but perhaps if we look back at this interview, you might see for yourself that perhaps your tone and the way that you have addressed me and asked me questions and the tone has been one that perhaps does not convey the message that you would like it to convey. So, uh, but th- I th- barely th-
3: asked you anything. I stepped away okay, from the oh interview my Lord. when okay, I realized okay. where the um, direction it was going. Okay, uh, well, well, um,
2: okay. Um. Thank you
0: for choosing Power Water 2 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6
1: a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.